0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this episode of 30 Minutes to President's Club. My name is Armand Farouk. I'm here with my co-host, Nick Sigalski. and today we have the one and only president of Scipio. His name is Eric Buckley. Nick, why's your people listening? Armand, I've always known that the best salespeople text with their customers, and
1: Eric takes us through stuff like getting to text, how do you get permission to go to text message, how your texts need to look sound and feel different than emails, and some common use cases for texting with customers, stuff like trade shows, stuff like navigating the negotiation process, stuff like confirming meetings. So this was a really good one. It was a a clinic on texting with your prospects.
0: Three, two, one.
1: Gartner says over half of sales leaders don't have high confidence in their forecast. One way we recommend to improve your forecast is to align as a team on explicit attributes that must be true in order to deem a deal forecastable. That way your forecast will get clearer and the team will know where to focus efforts. We put together a forecasting 101 guide with our friends at Exactly. Get it for free in the show notes. Today's prospecting tip is brought to you by Super Cadence by influ 2, which helps cut through the noise of oversaturated prospecting channels. And if you want to get your prospects' attention you got to do stuff a robot would never do. One of my favorite plays is getting warm introductions to the accounts that I'm targeting via salespeople who work at that account. Salespeople help salespeople. Another approach could be using super cadence to run SDR ads to put a face to the name. Now we worked with Influtu to put together a special toolkit on ways to humanize your outreach, which you can get for free at the link in the show notes.
0: Rocket Reach. So if you like this, check out their toolkit on eight ways to triple your cold call connects in the show notes.
1: All right, Eric, welcome to the show. We start every single episode with your top three actionable takeaways. Let's get your three.
2: You got it. Thank you guys for the opportunity. As part of a sequenced outreach for an ADM or SDR, they must adopt, adopt texting. So my first actionable item is actually for sales leadership. Do not shy away from this. Because I'm telling you right now, your great sales reps, your top performers, they are already texting on their personal phones. So you need to adopt this today as part of your sequence outreach, not as a supplement, but as part of the plan. Number two, all texting solutions are not equal. So you sales reps that are being forced to use something that the marketing team uses or the customer support team uses, you need to push back on that today because you need something that will fit around you and your schedule and your customers. So you can attract people and get them to respond. And that leads to number three action item. You need to be yourself. You need to be authentic. Nothing upsets people more than robots. Responses uh, uh, that are via text, via email, or otherwise. But texting, it's very obvious if you're sending something that is a copy-paste and you're sending it to the same 5,000 people on your list. Do not do that. Be yourself. Be authentic. And you will get responses from your texts.
0: So what does a good, natural sales prospecting text message look like?
2: Number one, it's an introduction of who you are and why you're texting. You need to start long before that, though, because you can't text people on an automated system unless you have their permission. So there's a whole methodology of going about getting people to allow you to text them. Once they will allow you to text them, they expect text to be urgent messaging, intimate messaging. Now, I'm not intimate as in a, inappropriate, intimate as in, I know who you are. We're going back and forth. This is who I am. And, and I'm not representing a machine. I'm not representing a team. I'm not representing a brand. I'm representing me because I want a relationship with you. That's where good sales messaging starts. It starts with the mentality of why we're texting. Guys, let me reinforce why that, why that is. Think about your phones today look on your phone, how many unread email and how many unread text messages do you have? Well, the truth is because text messaging, you probably have significantly fewer unread text messages than you do email. Because email communication is not urgent communication. Text messaging is. So therefore, if you're abusing it, if you're a sales rep and you're like, oh, I'm gonna send my whole value proposition via text, you have just tried to burn that communication method. That's not what they're looking for. What they're looking for is a quick, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'd love to get to meet. Can you chat now? When you end with questions, when you're when you're being engaging in that way, that's what good sales text messaging looks like. If you're sending them what you send in the email, forget about it.
1: Eric, can we talk a little bit about this getting permission thing? Because I sell to law firms and I've texted with prospects before and I've gotten their permission. And I talk to my colleagues and they think, Oh my gosh, Nick, you can't do that. We're going to get sued by our customer. <laughs> and so I say, well, you get permission. Can we, can we talk about like the right way to get permission? Because I feel like if I go to Armand and say, dear Armand, I would deeply appreciate the opportunity to text with you. Like and I send him that in an email, like that's going to be weird. And he's going to be like, no, let's just stick with email. So like, what's the right way to get someone to consent to texting?
2: Yeah, that's great. Well, let's start first off. People are sued for that all the time. You have to gain people's permission. So, what you do is you go about it very easily. You just ask, you ask them. Now, if it's a verbal, yeah, go ahead and shoot me a text. Then, what you ought to do in your very first text message is reiterate that agreement. For example, one thing that uh, many of our customers will say if they got verbal agreements, they will say, Hey, so and so, this is so and so from so and so, you know, from XYZ Corporation. Is it okay that I still text you? Now, if you're texting on your personal phone, gentlemen, you do not need their permission. You can text on your personal phone because your phone is not considered to be an auto dialer because you can only do one at a time and you can't have the capability with what Scipio and many of these other platforms do. And that means they they can schedule messages, they can send messages and drip communication, et cetera. But let's talk about the fear for a second. There is this general understanding amongst so many people in marketing and in sales that I can't text my customers. They don't want that. They don't want to be texted. That is a fallacy. It's wrong. Over 70% of individuals would rather text a business than talk to a business on the phone. Let's talk about why that is. This is why businesses use texting, by the way. The reason is because phone calls interrupt their day. Emails interrupt their day. Meetings interrupt their day. A text, I can look at it really quick. I can read something in two seconds, one second. I can look at it and look away, and it's already in my mind. I know what it says. It doesn't really interrupt trains of thought or time of day. And I know, okay, good. I read it. I'll respond here in a second when I have a chance. In sales, it's very appropriate to use texting as well for things such as, hey, I shot you an email the other day. I've been trying to reach you on the phone. Do you have a chance to chat right now? follow up 10 minutes later if not now, how about tomorrow? Let's schedule a time. That is very appropriate to text because I can respond to that much faster than it would be looking at emails. It's really easy to send back a quick one sentence than it is to open up your email and type out a message. You know, there's there's methods that we communicate in email that we would never do in text and vice versa. So it's really inappropriate sometimes to respond in an email with one or two words. That's that's kind of inappropriate. It's seen as unprofessional. However, in a text, if I were to text you and say, "Hey Nick, are we good for the podcast tomorrow morning?" and you respond like, "Yep, thumbs up," that in a text is totally fine. If I got that in email, that'd be kind of awkward. I'd say, well, you know, you'd say, "Hey Eric, thanks for your question. Yes, we're still on for tomorrow. As a matter of fact, this is the time, et cetera, et cetera." That's what an appropriate email communication would look like. So. Both of them are effective communication, but when you want urgent, when you want urgency, when you want people to respond, there's nothing quite like texting and everyone knows that.
0: I want to zoom in on one of the examples you gave just a minute or two ago. And, and I think a lot of the audience might have blazed over it, but you were saying, I'm going to send you a text and then 10 minutes later, I'm going to be like, if not now, then yada yada. Right. And so, can you talk about that one a little bit? Because I've heard the double dial, but the double text sounds really slick.
2: Here's the truth, guys. If you were to text somebody, wouldn't you do it that way too? You would send them like a question. Let's say you have a buddy. Okay. And uh, say, Hey, are we going out for drinks tonight? You would wait for the buddy to respond. If the buddy doesn't respond in five or 10 minutes. Wouldn't you follow it up and say, Hey, are you there? Wouldn't you do that? Okay. Now, you don't use quite that language with a customer, but if you want to be authentic and you're setting up some automated text to go out that's part of your sequencing of outreach, you should do that. You should say, hey, so-and-so, it's so-and-so from my company. Can you chat now? Wait 10 minutes. And and we do this. What, this is one of our basic campaigns, really, actually, for SDRs. Wait 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and send, send uh, the next text that just says, if not now, maybe we can catch up tomorrow. Are you available then? Here's another secret that I'll share. Always end with a question. What are you trying to elicit? You're trying to elicit a response. So don't just provide information. If you, all you wanted to do was blast information, go get yourself a short code and be a robot and blast it. You do need to mimic authenticity. You need to mimic who you would be if you were you know, texting a buddy or texting a friend or a family member, you would follow it up. And so why wouldn't you do so if you're trying to be authentic in your outreach and sales?
1: Well, it's true. I mean, like Armand and I got lunch recently and I texted him the day before being like, Hey, are we still on for lunch? And Armand apparently is busy. And so like two hours later, I was like, Hey, can you let me know? I'm trying to plan my day tomorrow. And so like, you're talking about how you communicate with people that I do like you, Armand, people that you like, like customer is no different. You talked about like the, the way that you're introducing the text message and some of the things that you're writing, ending with a question. And I'm wondering, can you talk a little bit about stuff like the um, the formatting and other pieces around length where text is different than email? Like, I'm curious about, should I be sending emojis or not?
2: Absolutely. If you have reached a certain level of like, we've exchanged like 10, 12 texts, and I've been on the phone with them once or twice. Using emojis is is not inappropriate. It's probably uh, not appropriate if I was um, going back and forth with my with you know uh, I'm a law firm and I'm going back and forth with a prospect or I'm in a B2B environment. It may not be appropriate until much further down the communication. But many people use emojis. That's that's natural in texting. But the other thing, let's let's talk now about length of message. There's a lot of confusion there. People think, oh yeah. I'm writing these great emails. I have this sequence of emails. I love it. That's a good idea. I'll use texting. And you know what? I'll say the same things over there. And so what they do is they copy, pay, and they realize, oh, that's a little too long. I'll just cut it down. That's totally an appropriate way to think about it. What you would want to do is similar to the example I used before. If I sent somebody, uh, if someone sent me an important email, like a document that I had to sign, and that it's time sensitive, you would follow up with a text that said, Hey, just shot you an email, get, you know, take a look at it and get back to me as soon as possible. Okay, well, if that's the case, why wouldn't I do that in my sales outreach as well? I'd say, hey, so-and-so, I've been trying to reach you by phone. I shot you an email. I'd love to chat. Do you have time now? That is way more appropriate than repeating the message I left them on their voicemail. That's a five-minute message or the email that I sent them. That's a book and it's a use case and it's an attachment. And it's a video and it's holy cow, they'll never look at it. So texting should be a lot different. Generally, the shorter message you put in, the faster it's read and the faster it's responded to. Because you're, you're generally just saying one thing and a quick question. That gets a good response. That gets someone engaged in your message. Whether they, they reach out to you in two minutes or they reach out to you in, yeah, later that evening, they're more likely to reach out to you that way.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where Where I see reps misuse it is they try to sell over text, which is absolutely preposterous because there's a lot more that goes into selling. And what people don't realize is your goal is to either get them to elicit a response, say, sure, willing to take a call with you, or maybe go look back at their inbox, get them to do one thing very, very, very simply. And one other place, Eric, that is sort of outside of prospecting that I want to talk about as well is... One of the most dangerous places I've used text in a good way is during the deal cycle as well, using these low friction touch points to get information from my champion. So I'm curious, can you talk about after we've gotten that meeting, we're in a deal cycle, what are some of the other ways that I can use texting during a deal?
2: So you have done that. You've had your, maybe your discovery calls been done. You've done your demo. You've even met with the extended team. Now it's time to get in there and and, and kind of work. Maybe you're in the middle of negotiations texting is still a very appropriate method for example follow up reminders touch points also sharing information asking quick questions getting that person to kind of maybe give you insight on some of the other the stockholders within that decision texting becomes a very important part of getting the deal closed so in that sales cycle as you've developed that relationship you ought to every time you're done with a conversation And and Scipio and other platforms allow you to do this quickly, write a quick text and then schedule it to go out like an hour or two later, or maybe that night, or maybe the next morning, say, it's so good to talk to you. Why you have an incredible team. Can't wait to see you guys again. That, that means something right to the stockholder, assembled his team, listen to your demo and listen to your pitch. That's really cool to get a follow-up text that comes a couple of hours later or the next morning. And because by that time, they've kind of forgotten about it. They've had two or three meetings in between and they're moving on and they realize, oh, yeah, yeah, that was a good meeting. Yeah, I do have a good team. I was really cool for that individual to recognize that. So it's really great to sit down and do quick follow-up things. But stay, uh, if, if you will, trying to get them to move down into the funnel is like the the, the operation of all sales reps. That, that's their absolute focus. Like, what does it take to get them to the next, the next, the next? Texting can help you do that if you do it appropriately, asking quick questions. For example, I sent it over, did everyone in your team, were they able to see that? The next day, hey, after the meeting, the meeting after the meeting, did anybody have questions that maybe you couldn't answer? I could jump on the call and answer for them or things of that nature. When you're just when you're just trying to stay in the top of their mind, it is a very helpful thing. Many of our customers that use Texting to close deals—it's never to close the deal. It's always just to keep the deal warm, keep the deal fresh, keep it going, keeping it moving down. Doing a little bit more discoveries you're going on, uh, figuring out what your points of leverage are. I know several of our uh, customers—they've—they've they've said the same. They said, you know, when we know we're having active conversations, the likelihood of closing that deal goes up about four x anything else. And those active conversations are more likely in text than they are in email or phone.
1: Well, Eric, one of the things that you said was like the, the post-meeting text. I know one of the things that Armand does super effectively is he has a meeting with a big group and he texts his champion. It's really simple. It's like, hey, how do you feel like that went? And people share so much more over text than they would over email because it's like, my phone is my personal thing versus email. Like, uh. Is my boss going to see that I said, she's not crazy about it. She had these three questions that like, we need to get answered. Like, I feel like things are so much more open when it's personal texting. One of the other things that we, you talked about way back, but I wanted to double down on was the idea that like, I think email is one of the worst forms of communication in a sales process. Texting actually lends itself really well to getting on the phone with a customer. Like My go-to, I want to be speaking to the customer because I can get real-time feedback from them on the phone. And when I text somebody and I say, hey, can you talk right now? It takes them two clicks. They click on the contact, they click the phone button and boom, I'm talking to them on the phone. So like, I think one of the things that's powerful about texting is it lends itself to creating a phone call right away. I'm wondering are there other use cases? Like, I just went to a trade show recently. And one of the things that I did was... Before the trade show, I said, Hey, like when you're in the conference hall, here's my cell phone. If you want to text me, if you can't find the booth. Like, are there other areas that you think salespeople should be like taking advantage of texting?
2: Oh, that's great. One of the more effective things that we do that we encourage customers who are saying going to trade shows so you're face to face, is we get a hold of those lists beforehand and before you go to the conference, send out a text message and/or email to individuals setting up appointments then. Hey, we're going to be booth so-and-so. If you'd like to meet, you know, click on this to go up my calendar and schedule a time to come by and get a demo at our booth. I can't tell you how uh, much it will improve and increase not only your show rate at the booth, but your demos, those you're able to complete and how fast it will speed up the sales cycle. When they come to the conference and they see you and they've, they've seen that content beforehand, and look, everybody blasts emails before conferences, but how many of those do we actually read? But if you if you've engaged people and they've got uh, time scheduled already at the conference with you, it's going to speed up your host conference sales cycle. So a lot of our customers will do that. They will text people beforehand, giving them links to their calendars so they can book them at the booth for a demo and or just a face to face meeting or maybe dinner, and they set up all those things beforehand uh, via text. So while they're at the conference, they can go back and forth, and then many of them will will take that night. And they'll send out thank you texts to everybody who visited them, as well as reminder texts for the people who are coming the next day. And they'll share insights that they learned at that conference. Like, well, I really appreciated the main stage speaker talking about such and such. What did you think about it? And they'll send that, they'll, that off. And when you can get people texting back and forth, I'm telling you, your uh, obviously, customer engagement is, is everything. But your likelihood of closing deals and moving deals forward increases substantially. But let me, let me also talk about larger use cases about texting. Marketing departments, uh, whether you're the CMO or your head of digital or your head of communications, they've been using texting effectively for years now. Uh, we, we deem it as short code. That is when you get those little, little five to six digit numbers and they're blasted to you all the time. You can do the same type of thing. Don't use short code, though. But if you have cold lists, people who have opted into texting, you ought to go back and say, hey, why don't we group these people? Like, they were interested in this at one time. These people are interested in that. Instead of just blasting out emails, why not construct a text that comes from a sales rep and the sales reps know they're going out and send them out? Let me tell you something. If you do it effectively, because we've seen this done, we have customers that have done this. We've done it in-house. if you do it effectively, you don't want to send out more than 20 texts at a time. And why is that? It's because people will respond. And if you send out 100 and you get 40 responses, you're slammed. You can re reach people via text in sales cold. If you're appropriate in your message, your offer is good, and you're not keeping it lengthy, et etc., And then when they respond to you, you quickly respond to them, whether that's a phone call or whether that's a quick text to set up a phone call. So that's another great way.
1: Eric, this has been a phenomenal episode. Really appreciate everything you've shared. We're running out of time. So we got to move to the final question. Final question is this. You've talked about a lot of great things that sales reps should be doing, but now we're going to flip that on its head. And I'm going to ask you the inverse. The last question is, what is one bad habit that you see a lot of salespeople exhibiting that you think they need to stop doing because it hurts them more than it helps?
2: I mentioned this earlier, and it probably just goes by the wayside don't use the same platform that your marketing team wants you to use. Don't do it because that type of a platform is not designed for you. It's sent. It all it does is shoot straight text. It's basically reminder text. That's not what you want. You want a true relationship via texting with your prospects. So don't make that stupid error of saying, oh, no, 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 I'm good. I have a text because my marketing team sends out texts and reminders and so forth. Don't do that. Beautiful. Eric, anything you want to plug before we jump off here? Well, I love my company. You can always plug Scipio. fantastic. is you fantastic. Know, Scipio was designed to get responses, folks. So if you want, really are struggling with getting responses from your auto dialers, from email, from door knocking, whatever that is, and you and you need to engage more people, there's no better way than doing it with than effective texting. And Scipio helps you do that. We often say in-house, we will double your response rate and we guarantee it.
1: Folks, go check out Scipio. They do some really powerful stuff when it comes to texting. Armand and I both love texting with our customers. And actually, folks, if you go to our show notes, Armand and I recorded a very special tutorial on best practices for texting in sales. And you can only get that if you go to the Scipio link in this show's show notes. Eric, thank you so much for coming on. Folks, stick around for a 60-second recap coming up soon. Today's Deal Acceleration Cheat Code is brought to you by Pipedrive, which is a CRM built by sellers,
0: Your top four takeaways from this episode with Eric Buckley from Scipio include, number one, don't try to sell over text message. Your goal is to get a response, a meeting, a call, but not get a purchase. Number two, write like a human. Read your text messages out loud. If they sound like, hello sir or madam, are you doing okay in these hard times? It's probably not good. Number three, use the double text. In other words, if someone doesn't reply, you can bubble up your text just like you would with an email. And then lastly, number four, during your deal cycle, my favorite way to use text is to pulse check on your buyers. How did that meeting go? When you're prepping for that big team meeting, anything I should know going ahead of this? If you got out of that tough meeting with procurement, hey, I'm having a little bit hard time here. How is it going internally? Have you heard anything? Use texting to pulse check constantly. Alrighty, Nick, how can people help us out here?
1: If you like your wonderful hosts and want them to be able to continue to afford the guacamole at Chipotle, our sponsor Scipio and you and me put together a playbook episode on best practices for texting in sales. And the only way to access that playbook is going to the link in the show notes, the Scipio link. We'd like to keep Scipio on supporting the show. I like getting my guac and maybe even the double meat at Chipotle. So please go check it out. It helps us out a lot. We'll see you next week on 30 Minutes to President's Club. Gartner says over half of sales leaders don't have high confidence in their forecast one way we recommend to improve your forecast is to align as a team on explicit attributes that must be true in order to deem a deal forecastable that way your forecast will get clearer and the team will know where to focus efforts we put together a forecasting 101 guide with our friends at exactly get it for free in the show notes today's prospecting tip is brought to you by super Cadence by influ 2 which helps cut through the noise of oversaturated prospecting channels and if you want to get your prospect's attention you got to do stuff a robot would never do. One of my favorite plays is getting warm introductions to the accounts that I'm targeting via salespeople who work at that account. Salespeople help salespeople. Another approach could be using super cadence to run SDR ads to put a face to the name. Now we worked with Influtu to put together a special toolkit on ways to humanize your outreach, which you can get for free at the link in the show notes.